podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to Voices of the Vic podcast with Ben Ayton and James Batchelor. Hello and welcome to the Voices of the Vic with me, Ben Ayton. Um, I'm back again for another episode of the Voices of the Vic. Uh, this time it's to talk about Watford's 1-0 defeat away at Crystal Palace. And it's confirmed Watford will be playing for football in the Championship next season. Um, we've all known it for a very long time. Um, it's been written on the cards. And I think it's actually made relegation a bit more easier to accept that we've all known it's been on the covers for a while but yet it's been confirmed now the 1-0 defeat has um, it's in the record books we're playing in the championship next season we've got three games left in the Premier League Um, but who really cares now Um, hopefully we'll play some youngsters towards the end of the season and give them a run out um, because I'm sure they'll show a bit more fight and passion than the players that we have seen on the pitch this season Um, but with me tonight um, making his second appearance on The Voices of Vic. And this time we get to see his face if you're watching on YouTube. It's Frankie Holiday. Um, Frankie, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. One more appearance away from the old match ball. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just glad now that we can uh, focus on next season, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's um, like we were saying just before we went on air, hopefully all the planning started now. I know there is talks at Watford are hopefully wanting to secure a head coach slash manager before the end of the season. So hopefully that will get all announced. And I think they're starting the interviewing process. Maybe next week I've seen um, that Ryan Gray's um, announced on Watford Observers. So fingers crossed that's all sorted. Um, and then making his appearance tonight, it's Greg, a.k.a. Wendover Horns, if you're on Twitter. Uh, Greg, thank you for coming on tonight. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, it's a pleasure, guys. It's a pr- uh, pleasure, Ben. Um much the same. I'm just relieved yesterday's out of the way when it's all done and it's all dusted. It's not like the last relegation where we were anxious for weeks. We all knew what was going to happen and it happened yesterday and we've got to move on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like writing's been on the walls for a long time, hasn't it? And I think it doesn't hurt as much as it did last time when we was in the rele- um, when we got relegated from the prem, especially with the covid affected us massively. I, I, I do strongly believe if fans were in the stadiums back then and Delafaye didn't get injured against Liverpool, we would have stayed up in the Premier League, and it, and that hurt us getting relegated that year. But this year, we've all accepted it. We, we all know we're not good enough, but the, the, uh, it, it all falls to the feet of the board, doesn't it? Really. Um, not been good enough on and off the pitch. have made mistakes again. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later on and talk about what's gone wrong with season and try and pinpoint what's gone wrong. And then also making her appearance, uh, first appearance on The Voices of Vic tonight is Katie, a- a.k.a. F- WFC Katie on Twitter. Is that is that right, Katie? Yeah, yeah. How are, you, how are you doing? You right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm, again, happy to be here. Happy to voice my opinion <laughs> on this atrocious season that we have all hated. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, we've, we've only got three more games left, so not, not not too much longer to put up with this. And if it's any <laughs> consolation, there's possibly a worse team in the Premier League. Um, Norwich got fresh today, 4-0 at home to 
West Ham. So they're, they're having um, troubles as well. So maybe we're not going to finish bottom, but I st- still strongly believe we will finish bottom somehow. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll start off with the team news like we normally do um, on the voice of the Vic. Uh, there was actually three changes to what the team this week. Um, out went Imran Luza, Euro Kushka, and Jail Pedro, um, all missing through injuries. Um, and then the starting lineup for Watford was Ben Foster in goal, a back four, Kiko Femenia, Craig Cathcart, Samir, Hassan Kamara, um, midfield three of Musa Sissoko, Ido Kiembi, Tom Cleverley, and a front three of Ismail Asar, Joshua King, and Emmanuel Dennis. Um, not going to ask about thoughts on the team selections this week because I, I, the whole team and squad's just not been good enough for Watford. And if I said, well, if, if did they deserve to come in? I think we're all going to say there's no one else really to come in for those players. It's it's been a shower of shit this season. Um, so we'll just jump straight into the the, the action, and it's unfortunately it's all, all Crystal Palace, and it was that penalty sh- what happened so early on. Um, Frankie one um, nil, we lost Wilfred Zaha penalty. If you told us at the start of the season that um, Wilfred Zaha was going to be the one who relegates Watford. I think we all would have just been like, yep, yeah, that's, that's written in the stars for Watford, yeah. isn't it? Mate, I wouldn't even want to start the season if, I, if someone said that. Um, no, it was an awful game. Um, so much so I spent about, probably about not even a half watching it. I was more in the concourse, to be honest. It was a great little uh, atmosphere there, a little relegation party going on. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I couldn't even be bothered to watch it, to be honest with you. Like, I, the penalty, I didn't see it. I was just hoping the VAR decision would go in our favour, but it didn't. Um, apparently, it was a push on him or so. I don't know. haven't watched the highlights. I'm, <laughs> honestly, I have no idea what happened that game, to be honest. Um, I was more in my, in my dad's ear the whole game, telling me how, telling him how rubbish it was. And, yeah, left, uh, what, 35 minutes, went to the uh, concourse, stayed there until probably the 70th minute. So... Well, this, this is what Watford's done for us, hasn't it? it is, We've yeah. all lost interest. And I, I saw one of your tweets yesterday, Frankie. hope you don't mind me bringing it up, but you're saying that you can't be bothered now and you, you're not going to go to the, the two home games. And obviously, you live down in Dorset, so I completely understand mm. that. And the, the only game that you're going to attend is the Chelsea away game. And that's because it's a friend or a cousin, a family member that you, you, uh, you're meeting up with. Yeah, no, my brother's over from the States. Um so this is going to be his first game now in like two, three years, obviously, since COVID happened. So he hasn't been over. Um, yeah, that's literally why we're going. I mean, saying yesterday, you know, I don't want to go. My dad doesn't want to go. My brother doesn't want to go. And that says it all because obviously we all love Watford. But going there, we only go for the day out. So we might as well just, you know, stick to the pub on Sunday down here and have a good time. Was, you know, the football is the worst part of the day, isn't it? So yeah, you've still got that social side of it, meeting up with your friends, having a good time in mm. South London, good boozers around there. But yeah, it's, unfortunately, it's the football that's letting it all down, and that's the one that affects us all the most, isn't it? It's, that's what's getting us upset and feeling taking ages to get over. Um, yeah, Greg, that that penalty was, in my eyes, it was soft, but Kamara shouldn't have his hands up for that, really. Yeah. Look, uh, was his hand in a natural position? The answer was no. Uh, He might have had a little tap on the back, but 
Yeah, it's a pen. It's a pen for me. Do I care? I don't really care. Um, <laughs> you know, that game. What was the point of that game? What was the what was the point? You know, uh, we were already down before the, the before kickoff. You can tell by the grey in my beard. I, I, you know, I'm brought up on Graham Taylor football. In the, you know, the I was there for the first era of Graham Taylor from the late seventies into the eighties. What would he have done yesterday? He would have had a go. He would have had a go. What's the point of sitting back? What is the point? You know, let's. If it ended up we lost five three, who cares? Um. Uh, yeah, that's what I feel about yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And Katie's probably going to agree on this as well. Was you just disappointed with that lack of fight that Watford showed yesterday? Obviously, we needed to win to try and stay in the Premier League. It looked like Roy Hodgson was happy with a 1-0 defeat and he tried to defend the 1-0 defeat with the substitutions he made late on. Um, was it just the lack of fight from a regula- relegation team that upset you the most yesterday? Yeah, definitely. And even in his um, post-match interview, he was like, we deserved more, you know, the scoreline was unfair. It's like, no, it wasn't. We literally defended the whole game. Saar was literally playing as, like, a centre-back. It was ridiculous. And then also taking off our top goal scorer when we're trying to score a goal for Messina. It was so weird. Like, it literally did not make any sense. And I just think... I think we, I was watching the game, I was watching it on some dodgy streams, it was like slightly behind. I think, yes, the penalty was soft, but without the penalty, we probably would have lost anyway. I don't think that really changed the game much, really in it. And then, the you know, the pen like killed our, you know, vibe, but it didn't because we were not playing well anyway. And I just don't think, like the players literally did not look like they wanted to, like try and score or do anything. It was it was literally painful to watch. It, it really was. Um, Frankie um, Ben Foster's obviously came out. He, he's released a statement on Instagram. No, not not, not the Instagram bit. I, I, I put out a quote of his on the Voice of the Vic account last night, saying about he, he's there's players in that dressing room who would maybe perform sixty minutes, seventy minutes, and then not care about the twenty thirty minutes. I would argue that and say I've not even seen. 60, 70 minutes of the Watford players this season. No, no, yeah. There's, I mean, you know, the writing was on the wall from uh, the second half of the Villa game, wasn't it? Just down their tools then. And from then on, it's been the exact same. I mean, you know, that was it, Instagram, or was it the quote from BBC or something or whatever yeah. uh, from uh, Foster? There's a bit of irony in that, obviously, because, you know, we know Foster hasn't been great. Um. But no one, yeah, from Villa onwards, you know, there's been a few exceptions, a few games, but it's it's been woeful all season, hasn't it? It's, that's it. It's, I'm just glad it's over now. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've still got three more games to go through and it's going to be a struggle. Like I'm really considering not going um, Wednesday night against Everton, only because it's a midweek game. You've got to travel to get there and... Mm. the football we're playing you know Everton's going there fighting for their lives they're going to be well up for it Watford have got nothing to play for I fully expect to turn up and see Watford get rolled over lose 4-5-0 and then what it's just so depressing being a Watford fan at the moment but like yesterday Greg it was like you were saying it was 
it was like a pre-season friendly, the way they approached it. There was no tempo. There was no urgency. It, it was just so boring to watch. And I feel so sorry for the travelling fans like Frankie. Just They was enjoying the concourse more, the pre-match, with, with music going in the background and, and watching Watford play. Yeah, I've I've been I've been through every Palace fixture. I just I couldn't get up for for going yesterday. Um, I ju- I just couldn't get it in me to you know it's an awful place to get to at the best of times. Mm. It's an awful view when you get there. Um, so I I must admit I I didn't go. This team have got no fight. You look at Burnley; they've got more fight in their little fingers than we've got throughout the whole squads. Um, who's that? Who's who's their who's their centre forward? Who they put on last week? Uh, what's his name? Um, but is it Barnes? Yeah. Look, he's not a great player, but he's a street fighter. He's a bit of a cheat. I get that. He's a bit of a cheat. Goes down, gets get gets free kicks, but he's got fight. He's got fight. We've got none of that. We've got absolutely none of that. And I find it absolutely, well, what can I say? Just, it just makes you feel so so sad, really. And so, so looking at it, that we have really got to press that reset button. And not just press it once, but press it half a dozen times. Just to make sure we are completely, completely rebooted. And all the old data is gone and bang, we start next season fresh. I really, I, I totally agree. I just don't see it happening as quickly as us wanting it to. Um, I, I, I can see the positive maybe changing the way they run the club, as in like giving managers time. But like, for example, trying to get rid of all the players that we've got on long contracts, they've all underperformed this season. Who's who's realistically going to come in and sign these players? Who, who wants to take them? We're going to end up having some of these players for another two, three seasons at the club because no one else wants them. We're on high wages and I just think it's going to be a struggle and we're going to see a lot of these players in the squad that got relegated yesterday with us next season because they're just not good enough for anyone else at the moment. Um I disagree with that slightly. Um, they're all going to take. You know, they're all going to take the the, the, the wage uh, deferral for next season. Sissoko has got a break clause, so he'll be off. Mm. He'll be off. Um, and I don't really see any more real bad eggs that are going to that are going to be on big big wages. There, um, you know. Cleverly will still be around. Probably got a year left, doesn't he? Um, happy, happy to see Ben go. You know, Ben's been a great servant to Watford Football Club. Absolutely outstanding servant. I haven't enjoyed him this year. I haven't enjoyed his his his, uh, his, his vlogs. I haven't enjoyed him giving tickets to Liverpool supporters. I haven't enjoyed him being sycophantic to players that have just beaten us and saying, oh, well, we've just lost, mate, but you're a great player, aren't you? And all this nonsense. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm confident that there is going to be a decent reboot. I hope so. Um, Katie, this season, it's just gone so terribly wrong. Um Looking at it as a whole, where do you think it's it went wrong this season? 
I know there's probably lots of examples, but if you could pick out one where you think it's probably gone wrong the most. I think if we're looking where it really, really, I think keeping Isco after we got promoted was where it really went wrong because yes, you know, we had the Villa game and I, I do, I did like Isco. I thought he was a great person and the players obviously really, really liked him, but he was not, he was so out of his depth. And then obviously when we got rid of him, you're already introducing the players to having, what, three managers a season. Like, the stability is, like, you can't you can't have that. Like, that's so bad for the players' mentality. Like, not saying, not, like, excusing how they play, but it must be so hard to play when you're just, you're just so used to a, a change all the time. They should have thought, okay, he got us up, that's great. But he had no qualifications. He was not going to do well in the Premier League. And I think everyone everyone was saying this. They should have looked for a proper manager in the summer to then build. And I think we could have all got behind that. Um, but they didn't. And I understand why they gave him a chance because he did do well in, in, in the championship. But it's just, it's so different level-wise. And that I think that was where they made the mistake. But... Game-wise, I think Norwich at home for me, I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Yeah, that was terrible, especially after we got the the email from Musa Sissoko asking us all yeah. to get there with the support, the fireworks are out, and yeah. And the that lights so went weird. out and what the season, didn't it? Literally, yeah. the lights went out yeah. and we ended up losing. and We've not really returned back to that. <laughs> Uh, Frankie, for you, what was it this season where you think it's it, it all went wrong? Do you agree with it? You know what? You know what? Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. I mean, obviously they had doubts about him in the summer, Cisco. Um, so th- they were stuck between a rock and a hard place because obviously a lot of fans wanted him to stay on, didn't they? A lot of fans. Um, for me, he should have stayed on in the coaching role. Um, if he would have accepted that, I don't know. But what's the point in keeping him when, you know, they've got a thought on the back of their head saying... Oh, we're not sure if he's the right guy sort of thing. Because if you give someone a full pre-season to get, you know, their philosophy nailed down, you know, how they want to play, their transfers in, blah de blah um, you've got a better chance of staying up. And, you know, keeping Cisco is, yeah, the worst thing we could have done. We all love him. He's a great guy, as he's proven on social media this week. Um, but, yeah, we should have brought in someone in the summer who had the qualifications, had a, you know, decent pedigree and who could have given us a good fight. But yeah, no, that that is, I've always said that is where it went wrong from the get-go, keeping keeping him in. Well, we've done it before where we haven't had a manager that got us promoted and we yeah, had someone... Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. I, I don't understand why they suddenly went against that because uh, I, I just think there was a lot of, a lot of people wanted him because you know he's a great guy, he's a nice guy, but unfortunately, as well, last time I checked in Spain, he wasn't too, doing too great. So it says it all. So yeah, you know. yeah. Like say he didn't actually have the qualifications for being a manager in the Premier League. He had to get special permission from the FA to um, carry on his badges whilst he's uh, managing. Um, but Greg, do you do you agree with um, Katie and Frankie? That's where really, they could have sorted it out there. Two, two big mistakes for me. Um, yes, start the season, 
they they should have gone with him. Let's be frank, the four of us would have got that Watford side promoted last season. Well, it you took know, him ages we, to do the right formation last year, didn't he? Yeah, the, the, the four of us would have got Watford promoted last season. Mm. We were we were so much better. Uh, and really, if a decent, decent manager was there, we would have won that league in a counter and Norwich would have been seconds. So, yes, agree, shouldn't have gone with him. They should have had the, to use a Troy phrase, cajonas uh, to uh, <laughs> get rid of him in the uh, in, in the summer and do what they did the year they that Slab brought us up and get rid of the coach that promoted us. But they had a chance to rectify that when they replaced him after Leeds away. And that's where they got they got that second uh, appointment totally and utterly wrong. Tot- that was the biggest mistake. Totally and utterly wrong. Look what Ranieri had done at Fulham. That's, that's all, you ha- all they had to look at, what Ranieri had done at Fulham. Um, I'm hearing reports that he was disinterested from the day one. Uh, he was breaking off early from training. He wasn't that bothered. He wanted to get back to his apartment in, um, on the King's Road near, uh, near Stamford Bridge as early as he could each day. That's where, that's where our major mistake was. As it was the previous time we, we made a mistake, we had a chance to resolve it when we brought Kiko back for the second time. So I, as I say, I think two mistakes shouldn't have started with him in the first place, but I think Ranieri was the biggest mistake. Yeah, we've, we've not had much luck with managers this season. Um, our current manager, for example, um, don't think it's on many Watford fans' Christmas list this year for a Christmas card. Uh, let's just put it that way. Um, I've got a comment here from Adam um, Tomlinson um, saying, "Can't believe Roy went to clap all the Palace fans and didn't clap the Watford fans." Says ever think about his appointment? No connection with the fans at all. One of the worst appointments under the pods. The worst. Um, the, yeah. yeah but can um, I jump gonna... in there, guys? Can I just quickly yeah, jump in? I dislike I dislike Roy as much as anybody does. However, if he would have had the keys at the start of the season, I think he might have kept us up. It yeah, he probably would have. Been, it would not have been inspiring. It would have been attritional football. But I think he would have kept us up. Yeah, no, I, I do think if he had more time, because um, you saw the impact he, he he came in and he actually made us keep clean sheets, and we we couldn't do that for love or money um, before he came. And um, see, so he did he did shore that up a little bit, and maybe possibly with more time he would have done uh, better this season. But um, Katie, do you, is 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 he the worst Watford manager we've had under the Pozos or uh, uh, under your whole um, supporting of Watford life? Definitely, I think he has literally done nothing. Like, what has he actually done? He got us, like, what, two wins? And even when we... I just think, especially in his, like, interviews and stuff, he is so arrogant and so rude. It was especially, I remember... um, I can't remember what game it was. It was the game where it was at home and he took Loser off. And obviously everyone was, like, booing and stuff. And then in the um, interview afterward, he was like, oh, well... They don't know who the best, like the fans don't know best. And it was literally like, yes, we do. You've been here for literally what, like two months and you're acting like you know 
all these players. Like, I just don't think he was ever in it to keep... Like, he was just in it probably for the pay. Like, realistically, he probably knew that we weren't going to stay up. I do agree that maybe if he was here from the beginning, he could have kept us up. But I also believe that if Ranieri came in from the beginning, I think he could have kept us up as well. I think having that change all this time is so... Like, it's just not right. And it's not how a club should be run. But I do think Roy appointing him when we did was so like it was not and I just don't think he's done anything good like he has he's probably made it worse uh Frankie where do you stand with Roy Hodgson oh mate oh love him you was one um, of the traveling no. Watford fans yesterday that he, he ignored apparently you was too far away from him well, I, I was long gone mate I was on the train when that all oh, happens, so, so you, that's all you were fine. pretty far away from him, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think yeah, I obviously don't like Roy, don't like his arrogance, don't like his football, don't like anything about him. Um, but I think it's about time the Pozos got fleeced by a manager for a pay because you know it, it's about time that you know someone's done that and so they can step back, think about like what they've done. Because, yeah, as Kay said, he was he was only in it for the money. He knew we were never staying up. Um, got a nice little payout. You know, what, probably about 500 grand bonus if we stayed up. That's fine. He's probably got about a million a million pounds anyway since he's been there. Um, so, yeah, it, hopefully the Pozos of Texas is a learning curve. Um, not to cut corners. And well, obviously, it looks like it's working because you know we're talking about John Eustace, all these other managers coming in, young English, exciting. So maybe in the long run, this could have helped us more than it hasn't. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. It it could be helping Watford, but it, it, it's terrible to go through at the moment. Um, Greg, do you think that? Um, totally forgot what I was going to ask you there, Drew. Uh, but we've got a question, but <laughs> a comment from Paul Whittenbury here. He he helped us keep clean sheets to sacrifice for scoring. It was pretty anti Ranieri. He he really did just cut off our firepower, didn't he? Going forward, yeah, he did. You know, um, I think in the early days, I thought, yeah, he's he's shown us up at the back. That's a that's a start. We'll start scoring. But what happened? We didn't start scoring. And then we started letting him in at the back again. So, um, you know, Roy Hodgson, you're never going to get exciting football out of Roy Hodgson, are you? You know, we can remember him as the England manager. Um, Palace have been ultra dull for years. However, he kept keeping them up. Um as much as I dislike Zaha, he, he had a bit of stardust in that team, and Zaha is 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 their star, stardust. Um, yeah, well, I think we just got to move on from Roy. Just move on. What he did yesterday, I think, was despicable. Um, gone down in my estimations, but I, as I said earlier, I don't think it is all Roy's fault. I, I, I think. Uh, the horse had already bolted the day the day Roy and Ray walked through the door. Yeah, the, the club's rotten from top to bottom. Um, we've spoken about that at length before with the, the owners or 
Scott Duxbury and Gino. But um, Katie, do you? There's a lot of talk. Well, between Watford fans saying I'd sack him now um, and give it to maybe the under 23s manager and to the end of the season. But do you actually see Gino and Scott making that decision um, to relieve him now with three games remaining? I don't know because I think it's a tough one because they could. But apparently, I think I saw somewhere that they have to pay him money, like a lot more money if they do that. And I doubt they would want to pay that when there's only three games left and we're already relegated. Um, I think... and then, But then I also... Because someone was saying how I think they're doing the interviews like next week for the new manager and it's going to be announced in the next two weeks or something. But... I did say uh, see someone say like don't bring them in now, bring them in when the season's over because it's like let them have a fresh start. Don't bring them in when there's all this toxic like negativity. Bring them in when the players who are leaving are not going to be playing. Uh, you know, focus on the people who are going to be here next season. I really hope on Wednesday we see a team full of youngsters or. Even like people like Dan Gosling, like just play him, let him have a game. Like it's that kind of thing. I don't really want to see Saar play. I don't want to see any of the people who we know aren't going to be here because I think that's just pointless because they don't care. And even and I, I don't want. I, I don't. Obviously, there's nothing to play for. But I'd like to be able to, you know, celebrate a goal or two. Like it's those types of things. And I, I, but I do think though. They would prob- I think they'll keep Roy um, because I just don't think they want to pay the payoff. Yeah, well, Roy actually said after a game yesterday saying in these last few games, I, I shall be talking with the owner and the sporting direction, the director to make um, to making certain if there's players that they want us to look at in the remaining three games. So obviously he, he's thinking for next season now for Watford and what. Watford owners and directors want to see for next season so it's quite possible we are going to see maybe more fringe players getting involved who knows we might see Daniel Batman back in goal because Foster's not going to be here next season we might see Serial to come back in we might even see Truce come back in at the centre-half Dan Gosling like you say um, and also see um, more people up front like we've got Shaq Ford, who's um, came through the under-23s, has been on the bench at Liverpool away and he got recalled from his loan spell at Kings Langley. Um, so he might be given an opportunity, but I, I tell you what, they'll be giving it more more passion and more fight than the players we have seen on the pitch lately. So I, I'm all for that. Um, and I agree with you. I don't think Watford will probably get rid of Roy Hodgson now. Uh, I do think the payout will hurt Watford. We all know that Watford aren't financially... Um, stable we, we we do have a lot of debt to our name and with three games remaining when you're already relegated are you going to sack a manager and pay off hundreds of thousands I, I don't know maybe a millions or so I don't think it's worth the risk and you can maybe use that money in transfer fees next season so maybe we just bite the bullet keep hold of Roy it's not going to be pretty but at least we won't have to fork out more money um Frankie, there's there's a few names being thrown in the hat for um, Watford manager next season. I know Ryan Grace said that we are expecting an announcement before the end of the season of, of a new head coach slash manager. Um, the front runner is, is Johnny Eustace, former Watford um, player, captain, about 160-odd appearances. I think he scored about 16 goals. He even took a pay cut for Watford when we was going through our financial troubles as well. Um 
it, it all ticks boxes for me. He's, he's done um, very well at Kidderminster, albeit, yes, it was the National League, was there for two years. Supposedly, he, he got them playing football like Barcelona. There was called the non-league Barcelona. Um, so it sounds like he plays kind of a attractive football, attractive football on the eye. Um, is, is Johnny Eustace a guy you, you would welcome to come in? I know Watford want a fresh approach and like give a young, hungry manager. Scott Duxbury said that he, he would like a manager like Eddie Howe at Watford. Would that be Johnny Eustace for you? Yep. Yeah, I think John Eustace will be a great appointment. I really like him. Uh, read the article about him from Lou Orns. I, I, he was my... Obviously, I think last time I said I wanted Warburton. But that's because I wanted John Eustace with him. But now having John Eustace as the main man, you know, yes, absolutely. And it looked, sounded like everyone yesterday wanted him. There was, his uh, name was ringing round in the concourse before the match. Um, yeah, he's he's my number one. He Well, if we don't get him now, I'll be very upset. Yeah, I think because he's under contract at QPR as well, there'd be like a compensation fee to be agreed between the two clubs. Right, I think yeah. he's got a year left on his contract, yeah. Um, so much. hopefully um, we'll be able to sort that out. Um, Greg, would you be happy with an appointment of John Eustace or would you like one of the other names that was, has been suggested, um, which is maybe Rob Ed, uh, Edwards at Forest Green Rovers, Liam Richardson at Wigan, Liam Manning at MK Dons, Russell Martin, Swansea City and Kieran McKenna at Ipswich Town? Yeah, I, I will answer that one. If I could just rewind to, uh, to another point that you, yeah, you, sure. you mentioned earlier on. I don't think the club is rotten to the core. I don't. Um, I think Scott Duxbury is a good bloke. I have had the pleasure of Scott helping me out on something personally. Um, and if you can see behind me, that's my late father's sink from, uh, from, from, from the Vic who passed away. And, and when he was very, very ill, um, Scott arranged that to be present, presented to him and signed by, by Troy Deeney. Um, I think Troy, uh, Scott at heart is a good bloke. So that 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 is my opinion. You, you you talk about the financial situation. I would recommend anybody listen to Peter Remnant's excellent breakdown of our finances on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes because they are not as bad as it appears. A lot of the debt is owed from Gino to Gino. Well, that that's like oh, you know, you owe yourself. So. I wouldn't worry about that so much and I would recommend anybody to listen to uh, that excellent breakdown from, from, from Peter. Yeah, uh, back to the names. I'd be happy with John, John, John Eustace. Um, I, I, I've wanted a young, vibrant, intelligent coach that's done all the badges uh, and, and John, John uh, fits that criteria. Um, you know, I've got a list here. Edwards is on my list as well. And of course, he's also got a connection with Kenny Jacket, Edwards. Yeah. Um, they were together Wolves on Wolves. Connection, is it? Sorry? Yeah. They the were Wolves together on Wolves. Um, and he's done great things, obviously, in, 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 in the managerial world at Forest Green. Manning, yeah, he's another... It's funny, if you look at all of these, Manning, Critchley, McKenna, Ed, they've all retired early with because they've, they've had injuries 
and they've come up through coaching the hard way, done all their badges and studied a little bit like that little rat uh, Brendan Rodgers did. Eddie uh, Howe as well. Sorry? <laughs> Eddie Howe as well. Eddie Howe as well. So, that, you know, McKenna as well, he's another one. Retired early, been through Tottenham and Manchester United and, and now got his chance to hit which I'm going to give you a left field one as well. Okay. There's a there's a guy called Michael Beale at Aston Villa who's who is the brains behind Steven Gerrard's. Would he have Rangers with, with Gerrard as well? Yeah, he was with Gerrard at Rangers. Gerrard met him in the Liverpool coaching setup and has taken him to Villa. Uh, maybe he deserves a chance in the top seat somewhere because I I, th- I think uh, that that's from the left field. Um, Mike, Michael M- Michael Beale. The thing with you, yeah. sis, is we we are the first to get we are the first to give him his big job. The other four have had big jobs, so the compensation is going to be higher. Uh, and I think that's why Eustace will appeal to us mm. more than the others. And he has the Watford connection as well. Yeah, Katie, do you think that Watford connection's vital, especially at the moment when we feel so disconnected to the club um, after the last couple of seasons? Do you think that that's what we need at the moment? Definitely. I think if there's a man, I think the thing that went wrong with um, Ranieri and Hodgson was the fact that they probably couldn't care less about Watford. If you bring someone in who has a connection to the club, who wants them to do well, they are kind of bound to do well. However, I agree with what Greg was saying about how it's kind of like, oh, um, it's, it is his first big job. And I think whoever we bring in, we have to get right. I think there's no... Because if, if we bring him in and then he's like, doesn't do well, we just sack him, that kind of has gone against everything we've tried to avoid. I think we have to use this season as a rebuild season and really, really... And even if, if it, um, it was on one of the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Twitter spaces and we were talking about how someone was saying, oh, even if we lose our first five games, will we still like back the manager and stuff? And I was saying, like, depending on who we bring in, I think we really have to stick with them, even when it gets tough. Like, even when we are losing games, we still have to stick with them because I think even we fall into the same mentality of, okay, well, we're losing games. He's going to go. Like, there's no point trying to, you know, stick around. But I think we have to get it right, whoever it is. And I don't think we will have a chance to be like, oh, okay, well, we got it wrong. We'll just sack them and move on because then we're just keeping the same mentality we've had the past couple of seasons and it's not working. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, Frankie, do you think that the fans play a massive part in this as well? Like, but we know the club has to be patient. The board's got to be patient. The fans have to be as patient and not jump on, for example, John Eustace's back after maybe five, six results where it's not been as what we want. Yeah, no, totally. Um, you know, rewind pre-Pozos. You know, we would give any manager, you know, as many games as they need sort of thing. As Kay said, we've uh, bought into the mentality of sacking managers. Um, you know, I'm guilty of it. I, you know, we lose five games out of seven. I'm like, oh, just get rid of him sort of thing. Uh, but it's time that all of us as a fan base, as a club, we take a step back and now we just think, right, let's think long term. Let's 
get a manager. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And I think John Eustace, you know, you'll get that because of that connection. Um, if it, yeah, I think we need to just give him time. You know, we might hit the ground running. We might not, but I'm just fed up of, you know, constant change now. And yeah, I just want it to be nice, nice, smooth sailing. Yeah. Um, next season, um, we've got a comment from Adam Tomlinson. Realistically, out of our best players, who's realistically staying next season? Um, Greg, who do you think is actually going to stick around? Obviously, there's lots of talk of Saul moving on, Dennis going. Um, who do you think is realistically going to stay out of our better players the next season? Well, Saar Sa- and Dennis have gone. And uh, Dennis actually does show a little bit of... Um, of profit from the Pozzo model. So we bought him for three million. We're going to get substantially more than that for him. So let's look at let's look at Saar and Dennis bringing in fifty million for the pair. Maybe you know I, th- I think I think Saar will end up at Newcastle. We might get forty for him. Maybe we might get eighteen, nineteen, twenty for uh, for, for Dennis. So I think those two are gone is a given. I think Sissoko will go and play um, in the French League. Uh, where did he start? Toulouse, was it Toulouse? Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think he'll go back where he started. Uh, other, I'd like to see Kutcho stay. Uh, I think, um, and I don't think Kutcho's done enough to get a move. I don't think Joe Pedro's done a lot to get done enough to get a move. Um, other than that, <laughs> loser. I'd like to see loser stay. I think that I, I think he could he could be a very good player in the championship. Other than that, yeah, players will go. Players will go. I, th- I think you'll you'll see Cabaselli go. I think Cabaselli's passed his sell by now for Watford. I think, though, he's been a fantastic servant at this football club. It's time for Craig Cathcart to go. Um, we're, we're top-heavy in centre-backs for the, for, 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 for the championship. Uh, I think they'll probably be playing a three at the back next season from, if it is John Eustace, from from, from the type of football he played at Kidderminster. So you can have Serialta, I think, because I think Serialta is fine for, 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 the, uh, for the championship. It would be Serialta, Samir, and a another, um, maybe somebody that can pass. We've got Pollock coming back, haven't we? From um, yeah, from Chelmsford, and he's he's player of the season at, uh, at Chelmsford. So, yeah, sorry, that's a long answer to to uh, a relatively short question. No, I don't worry about it. Yeah, no, looking forward to seeing Matty Pollock return. Yeah, he, he um, picked up the young player of the season at um, Cheltenham. He, he, did, he looked like he played pretty much every single um, game of the season and scored a few headed goals from set pieces as well. And that's what he did at Grinsby the year before. Um, so it looks like he's, he's stepping up. He's done League Two. He's done yeah. League One next season. Championships, the next move for him. And it'll be good to see him um, play for us next season. Um, I'm really looking forward. Sorry, I, met, I missed him to seeing Quadro Bar. Um, you know, and if I was Cristiano Gioretta, I would be banging on Roy's door and say, this boy plays against Everton. No matter what, 
this boy plays. Put him out there on the wing and tell him to have a run. Um, you know, uh, really rated in Germany in the Ger- in, in the German under twenty ones. Yes, had an injury this season, but you see some of the YouTube stuff that he he he, uh, he produced. For, okay, for Rochdale in in, in low, lower league league. I think that boy's going to be a star. I really do. Yeah, just just needs to be given that opportunity, doesn't he? And hopefully, he's one of these players that um, Roy Hudson's going to speak to the sporting director about. And he's like, give Bar an opportunity. We're going to be using him next season, even if it's off the bench. We want to use him. So 100%. yeah, throw, throw him in. We've got Everton, we've got Leicester, we've got Chelsea. Just throw him in. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what the boy can do. Let's see what the other youngsters can do because that's the future of Watford Football Club at the moment. And this is what we want to build our teams around. We want to go back to the days where we've got youngsters coming through our academies. Albeit, yes, we did pick him up from Rochdale, but eventually we we want to see these, these young talents coming through and. And, and give them a hope for the younger players coming through going at the moment there's, there's no one coming through the academies and players are thinking hmm, do I want to stay at Watford or do I move yeah, elsewhere sorry Ben that's another argument isn't it why invest a load of money in a player that Manchester City are going to go and nick from us I think the only way we can run an academy, a proper academy, is we go for Category 1 or Category A status. If we don't, you are always, always susceptible for the top clubs taking your players away. That's why they uh, they have this model of putting through our academy players that have been redu- released by other academies, as Joseph Hungbo was. Joseph Humbo was released from the Palace Academy. Come to us. We've pulled him out on loan at Race Rovers. He's had an outstanding season for Malky. He's another one that could, that, 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 that could come back into, into the fold next season. Yeah, no, definitely. I just think it would be nice to actually have that homegrown player coming through like we did with Sean Murray. We've not had that for so long Tommy Hoban, I just think it, it would give the youngsters a bit more hope to come through. But I agree, Category 1 status is what we need. We can't end up losing our better players to the likes of Manchester City. Jadon Sancho did that. We lost another player to them this summer as well. A left-back, um, so, yeah. Yeah, left-back, a very talented one. Um, so if we want to start seeing these players come through, Duxbury's got to put his money where his mouth is and he, he needs to upgrade that academy status to... Um, category one straight away over the summer. Um, Katie, is there, is, there, is there any other players that you, you think probably stay around for next season? I really want to see Kalu. I really want to see him be given a proper chance. Um, again, I literally completely agree with everything that was said. Like, Saar, I think we need to send him to Newcastle because they will definitely pay. We know they'll pay more in a way, and I feel like we should try and get as much money for him as we can. Yes, I think Dennis is off, Sissoko off, um, Foster off. Um, I really hope we build around people like Kamara and Luza. Um, and again, yes, Pedro and Cucho, although I did see some, um, some, some, someone said that apparently like they, uh, someone was like trying to get in for them. They're not really sure about their future. Although I'm pretty sure Pedro just signed like a seven-year contract with us. So I don't really know what that's all about. But 
I think if we can make profit of like tennis, for example, that's really good. But then we have to use the money properly and, you know, rebuild with younger uh, talents. You know, we have Zinc hopefully coming back. Uh, those types of people who I think are important for us to have. But yes, I really hope that we... Like, it's, it's someone like... like We have Andre Gray coming back. Like, he's actually like someone who we just don't, we don't. need. We should have, we don't have Andre, I don't know why he went We on don't have Andre Gray coming back. He's out of He's contract. Out. Yeah. Oh, which is I thought he a was relief to somewhat for fan. Thank God, because I was like, I cannot watch him, you know. That's just <laughs> not good. But yeah, I think I think it'll be really interesting. I think the summer's gonna be really interesting for us as Warfare fans to see what happens because as we're moving out quite big players, we're obviously gonna have to because I think realistically we cannot get rid of like 10 players 10 people aren't just gonna 10 of like they're not just gonna leave because like you said I don't think they're good enough to get moves like realistically where are defenders gonna go because they are not good like unless they go to like abroad somewhere but I just think we have to get the money that we can for the you know players like Saar and Dennis and then just use that money to rebuild with young, hungry players who want to make a name for themselves. People like some, someone like Saar has literally made a name for himself at Watford, and he's done it really well. Like that's how he's become this really great player. But people like Pedro and Cucho, they're still trying to, you know, attract attention and build themselves up. So I think they'll. I think they will stay. I think Pedro especially. I think Cucho again. Like you said, I don't think he's done enough to get a move but I think I think it will I think it's going to be I think it's just be interesting I think there'll be lots to look at normally we have quite boring summers where we sign no one but I think this is going to be one where we'll actually have things to like look out for yeah Frankie do you how many players do you see going out going to Indonesia this summer um I I can see probably about three or four um ahead in that direction I Um, I think Ken Sam I wouldn't be surprised with um, Samir, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. he ends up going back there as well. Um, do you yeah. reckon anyone else would probably head back over there? Uh, yeah, I definitely think Samir Cabasele. Um wouldn't be totally surprised if Loser went, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously there's all that Twitter rumour going on at the minute that him and Pedro were faking injuries not to play. I'm not yeah, saying what the hell is that about? What is I that don't know, about? but if it's true, it's not a good look, is it? So... I don't know, there'll be a few that go out the door. I mean, I would like to see next season some young players come in. I mean, Bournemouth have done it perfectly this season. They brought in Anthony and um, that other bloke. I can't remember his name, though. Um, so, yeah, I won't. I can't see loads going because I don't think people are going to want them. But we do need a, a reshuffle about. And... Yeah, yeah, to Udinese. I, there'll be a few that go there, I reckon. Wouldn't surprise me if Batman goes as well. Yeah, that's the Oh, but Batman's shout. gone, isn't he? He's gone. Yeah. yeah. With his com- comments in January, wasn't it? Um, it, it? He looked like he was out. He, he wanted out straight away then, but mm. he released a statement earlier saying that he, he, he wants to possibly stay in. Oh, he's, he's only yeah. done that because people were commenting on his post earlier because he was talking about Rex and what's I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the same with, it was the same with Foster as well. People were tweeting underneath him so they came out of a a statement. 
came out last night with didn't he with his K K K um K S um <laughs> hashtag and yeah so, he, he, he didn't read the elephant in the rude lot room last night, did he, Ken Semma bless him? No. <laughs> oh my god, you have a dancing emoji. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah, so we'll wrap it up in just a little bit. But yeah, obviously we've spoken about players that could be outgoing. We we think possibly we could be getting a region between 50 million, maybe 50 to 55 million for Sar and Dennis. It's all about investing that wisely. I know we're not going to spend all of that amount, but it'd be good to maybe spend half of that amount, maybe, or a quarter amount on decent players. Greg, is there anyone that you would maybe look at in the championship? Because I, I know I heard you yesterday on the Twitter spaces and or other people speaking about good players that we maybe missed out on, like Elise, yeah. who's gone to Palace, and there's good players in the championship. Yeah. Is there anyone in that division that you would maybe take a punt at? Because it, they're worth taking a punt at. Yeah, of course, I haven't watched as much championship football this year as I did last year, but it was clear as a mole on your face that Elise was an absolute jewel at Reading last year. An absolute jewel. And I even tweeted to uh, Cristiano Gioretta, this is the man we should be signing from the Championship last summer. And he loved it, actually. He loved what I said, but he didn't go and buy him. Uh, and this is a man that, that, this is a lad that Palace are going to make a lot of money on. He's going to go to, to United or somewhere for a lot of money. Now, wouldn't that have been the perfect Pozzo type model? Buy him for around eight, nine, ten million and sell him for thirty-five million. So, no, I don't know too much about the the the, um, the jewels in the championship this season. Um, what I do think we need to go out and buy a one hundred percent a captain. We haven't got a captain in that squad. We need to go and buy a captain, a leader. Um, one name that I might suggest coming towards the end of his his game. However, what a player and what a, how he can retain the ball is the best retention of the ball in the championship that I saw last year is Barry Bannon. Yes. At oh, my Wednesday. God. Yes. yes. Barry Bannon at Sheffield Wednesday can retain that ball. Yeah. Getting towards the end of his career, but... Make it, bring him in, make him the captain. Yep. That goal he scored the other week was just superb as well. The, yeah, he's yeah, unbelievable. To try that. You know, uh, and I think he's available. And as I say, the way that guy can retain the football, which is what you want, um, is is outstanding. So maybe a bit left field, but I'd, I'd go and buy him. As I say, not too sure of the other. I think MK Dons have got somebody that that can score for put the Twine. ball in the net for for um you, you know a really good centre forward. So if we got Liam Manning, maybe he'd follow with him. Yeah, yeah you're quite right. Another one um, I mentioned on the pod yesterday was Sorba Thomas. Now, what is wrong with our domestic recruitment? He was under our noses playing in damn Hertfordshire. For Bora Wood, he yeah. was, was down the road, and uh, and he can cross the ball and pull it on a sixpence. Went to Huddersfield and now really, you know, he, he's one of the uh, big reasons they are why they are where, where they are. And 
he can cross the ball. Um, gr- great player. Why didn't Why didn't we get him? We could have got him. He, he was at Boreham Wood. I think there was reports in January that we was looking at maybe um, making a move for him as well. So I think Watford do have an eye back on him. It'd be interesting to see if anything does materialise. But yeah, like you say, he was just down the road and he, his career's just gone through the roof, playing non-league football, um, ended up going to the Euros with Wales, I want to say. I think he came off the bench and made an appearance for Wales. And then, yeah, he's had a fantastic season in the Championship. Um, Katie, is there anyone in the Championship or another division that you think Watford might want to look at this season to bring in? Um, again, I haven't really watched much Championship football this season, which is like weird because I was really enjoying it when we went and I was so like, it's actually quite interesting to watch. But I think because a lot of the players, I think our club is, especially recently, I really don't think it's very like, what's the word, attractive to come to. I think especially after the past like three years, I don't think, I don't really think people are going to leave Maybe even it depends what league you're like pulling them from. Championship, I really don't think people are gonna want to be like, yes, I want to go there. I think it was Adam Leventhal's article, and he was saying something about how like uh, some former players had said, "Oh, I'm so happy to be like out of that loophole, like stuff." And I was actually like, if that's what people generally think about our club, like it's gonna be so hard to actually want to sign good players who are you know in their prime. We're going to have to go for people who are younger and are going to be using our club as like almost like a stepping stone to then move on. But we'll stay at the club for like two, three years, maybe. Yeah, and my mate's put in a comment, Anthony Parsons, saying if we're after a captain, maybe Matt Grimes at Swansea City, that we've been linked with before. Um, yeah. he's, he's captain of yeah, Swansea. Think... Um, great shout, very good great player. shout. Great um, shout. So maybe possibly we could... Look at him again. He would, um, come, he would come here. I can see. I can yeah, see that. Yeah, very strongly linked, wasn't it? Um, so, maybe hopefully, um, we could maybe go after him because yeah, I'll, I'll dab him all day long. Um, Frankie, is no, there anyone in the championship chefs. that you play? Um, championship. Uh, I think a punt on Ilias Chair, uh, especially with Eustace coming in. Um, I think he's he deserves a move. Um. Yeah, Barry Bannon, of course, from Sheffield Wednesday. And I'd, I'd, I'd go for Liam Cooper from uh, Plymouth. I mean, we've seen our new boy uh, from what Rotterdam can't play out through the back. So he might not be the right goalkeeper for us. And he's another one that could get a loan move if he doesn't suit the style of football. Uh, and I like Liam Cooper. I've watched a lot of, a lot of Plymouth. And... Um, I've, I really like him as a goalkeeper, minus the game against MK Dons. Yeah, we're well, talking about Coopers. If, uh, I'm going to throw one into the mix as well. Um, experienced centre-half, a leader, Millwall captain, Jake Cooper. I quite like the look of him. I've mm. always thought he's a bit of a naughty player. He's very physical and he's a leader of men. And if you need a leader at the men at the back, he's been linked with Rangers before yeah. in the Premier League moves as well. So that's just me throwing him into... Yeah. Well, if we're looking at Millwall, what about Jed Wallace or someone like that? I'd have him. Well, he's been linked with Watford as well. He's out of contract yeah. this summer. Um, I think he's possibly going over to Turkey, though. I think he's 
um, Turkey, yeah. agreed some kind of pre-contract with a Turkish club. But yeah, it, he would be a great shout. Set piece taker as well. It'd be nice to score a free kick. Um, but who knows? We might be able to score another one now. We're back in the championship. And mm. seen the next season standing over one top bins. <laughs> and of yeah, course, no. Ben, Ben, there's going to be adjustments coming the other way from Udinese to us again in the summer. Um, Udinese are, are top heavy in midfield players. There's two names, um, and they don't quickly come to, to mind. I think one's a very young Argentinian boy. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you'll see some midfield players, certainly, from Udinese coming to Watford. Yeah, well, we definitely need to freshen up that area because this, our midfield's been non-existent this year. Um, so it'd be good to see what we can actually do um, with that area this year. But um, yeah, thank you very much, guys, for joining me tonight and helping me out on the voice of it. It's been great to have you on. Um, but yeah, I'll probably be back next week uh, for the Leicester game. Not sure I'm going to do one for the Everton one because <laughs> it's midweek. I'm not sure when I'll actually get around to recording it. Uh, so I'll be back next weekend um, for another one. Um, stay safe, everyone, and come on, you ones. <laughs>